In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Long ago, far away, my wife and I lived in this magical, mystical foreign land called New Jersey. One of the reasons we came to love New Jersey is that the people always say what is on their mind. In New Jersey, the filters are always off. People scream at you and they yell at you and they swear at you even in the office, even while you are at work. You get the sense that these foreigners are so strange and strong and independent that no one could ever conquer them. And it would be best for you if you would just step out of the way and let them do as they wish. So you can imagine how surprised we were to find out that in Kirby's very professional office, several of the people had arranged marriages that just did not fit together. Here were these loud, expressive people who tell you all you need to know about the world and yourself, people who wave at you as you drive by them on the freeway, people who cut you off, people who do what they want. And then when it comes to the biggest decision of their life, they defer to their parents and their family and sometimes even to their friends. So how does that work? It turns out that usually these folks were from another place, usually of Indian or Jewish descent, and they had a very different definition of love. When we think of love, we tend to think of feeling. And so when we marry, we look for people who are fun, who are interesting, who will keep things lively and entertaining. We know that we are in love when we feel good. That's how we usually think of love. But these folks came from communities that had a very different definition of love. They thought of love not as feeling, but as action. They thought of love not just as a man and a woman together having fun, but rather a man and a woman together having jobs, having children, having an extended family, having a history and leaving a legacy, keeping the family name going and keeping the family honor intact, preserving their culture and their ethos. They thought of love as the action that builds their community. So love was made up of self-giving and self-sacrifice in the name of something that was greater, bigger than they were, something mysterious, something grand, something ancient, and certainly something that involved more than just the two of them, something that ran deep, and lasted for a good long time. They knew they were in love, not when they felt it, but when the work was getting done. That's how they thought. Well, it turns out that Jesus in the gospel for this morning is a lot more like them than like us. Here's why. The crowd in the gospel for today has come to Jesus because they feel good. They were sick and Jesus healed them. They had dead and Jesus raised them. 
Some of them had demons, and Jesus had cast them out. And many of them were hungry, so Jesus had fed them. That felt good, and they are here this morning to keep the feeling going. But Jesus now wants action. Look, says Jesus, you've got to see beyond the appearances. You've got to pay attention to more than just the sign. You've got to look below the surface, and you've got to recognize what is really going on here. Feelings are great. Feelings are nice. And Jesus does, in fact, want you to feel happy and feel good. But that is not the only thing, and is not the primary thing. First and foremost, says Jesus, I want action. Action that is mysterious, that is ancient, that is communal. Action that builds the family. Action that has a history and a legacy. Action that looks like having work, having kids, having family. Something that keeps the honor intact. Something that keeps the name going. Something that preserves the culture and the ethos. Something that extends the kingdom of God. That is love, according to Jesus. Verse 28, they said to Jesus, what must we do to be doing the works, the action of God? You know, that can make us nervous. We're all very sensitive to the fact that we're saved by grace through faith. But it is God who makes the first move. God who forgives, God who comes to us, God who acts, and God who sent Jesus for the life of the world. Jesus knew that, and so his answer shouldn't give us any trouble at all. Verse 29, Jesus answered them, this is the work of God. This is the action that is divine. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom the Heavenly Father has sent. So the work, the action, the love that saves us is not our work at all. It is the work of God in you. And yet, nevertheless, it is real work. God always makes the first move in Scripture. And this morning, it is the move to gather and feed his people. In the Old Testament reading, it was giving them manna and making them one. Today in the gospel, it is Jesus, the bread from heaven, who comes to feed us so that we would not hunger or thirst. It was flesh and blood in the manger, and now for you today, it is flesh and blood on the altar in the Holy Eucharist. So this is the gospel, and this is the good news you came for, that God has loved you first which is to say God has acted for you in Christ to gather you into the church. And the best example of that today is the baptism that started this service. All you need to do is look above the altar and check the icon. You can see that this action does not always feel good. Jesus bears his wounds, hands and feet and sides. But this love, this action for which God has sent him to you really, really is for the life of the world. And if you give it a chance, you will find out that this is the most ancient, the most mysterious, the most meaningful, the most intriguing 
and ultimately the most consoling thing that ever was. The action of God in Christ at the Incarnation is his truest way of loving you and me. And now this morning, the only thing that Jesus asks is that you might love him back, that you might see and love deeply beyond the signs to what is most real and enjoy the gift bread from heaven, in the manger, on the cross, and now in his Holy Eucharist. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.